In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
to God on high. God, your mercies are new every morning, and you graciously provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may acknowledge your goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the festival of thanksgiving is recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 26. It shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you, and put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand 
and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father was a Syrian, about to perish, and he went down to Egypt and dwelt there, few in number. And there he became a nation great, mighty, and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is recorded in the Apostle Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men and by their prayer for you, who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the twelfth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. One from the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. 
Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This is the gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then one from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. This is the word of the Lord. It's not fair. That is what the brother yelled at Jesus from the crowd in today's gospel. Tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. It's not fair. There are a lot of things in our world that are not fair. Some of these things are trivial, but others are the aftermath of horrendous evil. Six people were murdered and dozens more seriously injured by the madman who drove his SUV through the Christmas parade in Waukesha on Sunday afternoon. It's not fair. This man will remain alive even though he will be sentenced to life in prison, while broken families try to cope with unspeakable grief. It's not fair. There is much evil in the world. This past week has illustrated that in spades. I won't list tonight all the ways in which the things that we believe in are under attack by a godless world. You know what they are. But when the man from the crowd yelled at Jesus, he was really demanding that Jesus fix the injustices of his life. My brother has not properly divided the inheritance with me. Fix it. One of the things I've learned in the ministry is that there are certain things that I cannot fix. There are many things I would like to fix. There is much pain and there is much anguish and there is much suffering that I would like to take away. But there are certain things that I cannot do. Is it possible to desire the restoration of good things in such a way that the desire for those good things becomes an idol. It's easy to condemn materialism, and that certainly is a strong theme in today's gospel. In response to the man in the crowd, Jesus warned his disciples, take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. But covetousness involves much more than an inordinate love of riches. Covetousness can involve a desire for some very, very, very good things from God and from his creation. 
or the insistence that these things must be restored to us if they're taken away from us. Who among us, for example, does not desire good health and long life or a happy marriage or simply a life of freedom without the restrictions of a repressive government or employer. For over 20 months now, we have dealt with COVID-19 and all the upset that has come into our lives because of it, and it is still not over. And for some of us, it's getting worse as our very livelihood is threatened when one's rights are trampled upon. It's not fair. Lord, fix it. But it doesn't get fixed. At least, not in the way that we want it fixed. The rich fool in tonight's parable thought he had the solution that would guarantee his happiness. The Lord had blessed him with a plentiful harvest. It was a good gift. The plentiful harvest was good. It was a wonderful gift. But instead of using what he was given in service to his neighbor or in thanksgiving to God for redemption, he tore down his barns and built bigger barns to store his crops. He was set for life. Soul, you have many good things laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. At this point, there's something I find fascinating about Jesus' parable. There is no indication in the parable that the man was unhappy. That's a scary thought. I know people who have all kinds of wealth, but it doesn't seem to make them happy or contented. But in the case of this fellow, he seemed quite content. I've known people who have absolutely no use for Christ because they believe that they have everything that they need and everything that their heart desires. What is the purpose of Jesus? And they seem quite content about it. That's one of the things that the sinful nature does to us. Because our old Adam so easily makes a God out of the good gifts of God, we are tempted to let go of him who is the giver of those gifts and the only one whom we truly cannot live without. This was, in part, the warning that Moses gave in the word of the Lord from Deuteronomy to the children of Israel, when you come into the good land, remember your Redeemer who saved you from bondage, from oppression. Confess him to your neighbor and rejoice to share what you have with those who do not know him. A different kind of peace, a different kind of contentment. Not in having, but in letting go of what one has. 
When the horrific tragedy struck the innocent families of Waukesha on Sunday, I was glad to hear that grief counselors were made available to those who were suffering. What I prayed for is that the church and her pastors in Waukesha would reach out to the grieving with the gospel of Jesus Christ and something that secular counselors could never give. An acquaintance of mine who works at the Sussex McDonald's and lives just off the parade route commented to me this morning how wonderful it was to see so many gathered together for prayer and so many in the churches of Waukesha, mourners seeking comfort and support. It is too bad that it requires a tragedy to draw people back to the church. But perhaps it is not too bad. For unless you and I experience the horrors of human sin, we will not begin to understand the depth of that sin or what Christ suffered in his death to redeem us from sin. No wonder the apostle says, in all things give thanks, not for the evil, but for the one to whom we are drawn when evil strikes. The horrific evils we experience in the world testify to the enemy within us all and our need for a savior. Jesus told the man from the crowd who was seeking justice, man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? Here again, I find something fascinating about this encounter. Jesus refused to fix what this man believed needed fixing. Perhaps he needed to suffer not getting what he wanted in order that he might receive the one whom he really needed, Christ. I am most grateful tonight that Jesus is not my judge, but my savior. Justice is important. It is necessary to maintain order in society. That's what the courts are there for, and they ought to do their job. And this psychopathic murderer will be punished. Justice will be served. But none of us can fix the damage that was done on Sunday afternoon in Waukesha. None of us can fix the problems swirling around the ongoing effects of COVID-19 in our world. And none of us can solve the deep problems of sin and evil. Only Christ can do that. What is unfair to us and what is unjust to us, Jesus suffered in his death upon the cross where the ultimate justice was performed for all eternity. Our world needs Christ. Jesus said in tonight's gospel, one's life does not consist 
in the abundance of the things he possesses. Even if they are very, very, very many good things. Rather, one's life must consist of knowing Christ, the Son of God who suffered the injustice of the cross to save us, even if he's the only thing we have. The Apostle James said, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. We have much to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. From our life's work to the opportunity to reach out in love to our neighbor, to the gifts of food and drink, to the fellowship and support of Christian friends and family, especially in the darkest of times. But the sweetness of every good gift and the capacity to give thanks with joy, even in the midst of suffering, comes from Christ and the gift of salvation that only he can give us, which he sealed to us at the font and with which he nurtures us in his body and blood at the altar of the Lord this night. The present sufferings, St. Paul says, are indeed not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. And since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, we shall ever and always give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Let us pray to the Lord with thanksgiving for all the blessings he has given and with trust in his mercy to hear and answer us. We give thanks for the riches of his creation and for his grace to sustain what he has made, for the bounty of resources that sustain our daily lives, and for the good fruit of the earth by which we and all creatures are fed and nourished. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. 
for the commands that protect us against harm and guide us into all that is good and pleasing to the Lord, for the gospel by which we enjoy forgiveness and life and for courage to share this blessed word with those who do not know the Lord, let us pray to the Lord. For the government and order in our land and in the world, for the preservation of freedom and the rule of law, for those who lead us in this nation and for all leaders of all nations, and for the blessing of justice and protection of life and the promise of virtue, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our life together at peace, for God's guidance and blessing upon calling an associate pastor and headmaster, for the church throughout the world, for the Lutheran Church of Nigeria gathered in convention to elect a faithful archbishop, for the missionaries planting new churches and stationed in foreign lands, and for unity and doctrine and life in the church, let us pray to the Lord. For those who mourn the death of loved ones, who suffer physically, emotionally, and spiritually in the aftermath of the events in Waukesha, that those who now endure affliction and incredible grief would find comfort and peace in Christ and in the promise of the resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. For the pastors and people of our sister congregations in Waukesha, that they may be bright, a bright light of hope in the midst of darkness and enabled to aid and comfort those who are suffering with the gospel of Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who suffer illness of body or mind, for those who sorrow, for the loss of those they love, for those near death, and especially for those who have requested our prayers. For Steve Lesage, Eric Kruger's family, Karen Leach, Brett Arnold, Tom Pinzel, Jeremy LaFour, Louise Bolmeyer, Mary Barrow, Gabby Hartwig, Abruyeva Amaso, Jim Nietzsche, James Loker, Josiah Berenger. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving to God for his protection to Drew Franklin, whose apartment building burned down on Tuesday, but for which and from which he escaped unharmed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Communion of Christ's body and blood, for faith to receive this gift with joy, for the will and desire to amend our sinful lives, and for grace to show forth in our lives the fruits of Christ's redemption, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have for thankful hearts that we may not forget the poor and those in need, for generosity that we may supply from our abundance those in want, and for the tithes and offerings we bring in gratitude for all God's gifts, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our vocations and occupations, for the gift of labor and the privilege of enjoying the fruits of that labor, and for the unemployed and underemployed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. 
in thanksgiving for the saints who have gone before us, especially Ermella, the 100-year-old sister of Wolf Kanapi, who is called to her eternal rest this week, for grace to rejoice in the mercies the Lord showed to them in their lives, and for the promised day of reunion when the dead in Christ shall be raised, and we shall join them in everlasting light and life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In all things we give thanks and commend to you all for whom we pray, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Thanks unto the Lord our God. It is It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who having created all things, took on human flesh, and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it 
and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Praise to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.